This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski. Lion stuff is just, oh my God, I just want to vomit. Aaron Hawksworth. That's all I have to say to that. And Ed Egros. We will do the work for you. On the BetQL Network. Reporter's obligation to make sure that the player knows just how great he is. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Hey, joining us on the program today on this Football Friday, John Daigle from 4 for 4 and BetSports will share his favorite prop plays for week six of the NFL slate. But first, guys, we'll talk Major League Baseball and a lesson to be learned in all of this. Win a lot of games in the regular season, but don't win too many games. One more of the elite fell yesterday. This time, it's the Atlanta Braves who won the most games in the regular season, but they fell to the Philadelphia Phillies in the series three games to one. They lost game four, three to one. Phillies, money line plus 130. The game goes under. Nick Castellanos with a couple of home runs. Trey Turner adds with a knock of his own, going four for four on the day. Joe, I do recall a conversation a couple of days ago. Is this good for baseball? So I feel like we got to recycle this one, right? Yeah. It still hasn't said in that Arizona is going to be in the NLCS. Like, that doesn't really move the needle too much. It's amazing. It happened again. The These juggernauts. The offensive juggernauts didn't do anything in the playoffs. Like, none of them. 
is a, they dominated all year. And in the small sample size theater that we have, and it's, you know, best of five, maybe there's going to be an argument now that it should be a best of seven. Uh, reseeding has been thrown out there. People, some people don't like it. Some people love it. Some betters are like, yeah, just, just get in. All you got to do is get in. Give me the long shots. Give me the team that looks like they're just going to sneak in. Uh, wild card, got to deal with that. Don't care. Don't care because I'm going to get a much better number at, at a ridiculous price. So, uh, yeah, it happened. Phillies, Diamondbacks, the Texas-Houston one, not all that shocking. I mean, that's something that we talked about early on in the year that could be a possibility, and it's not like those teams had bad seasons. And that was the league that was viewed as, well, it's wide open, anything can happen. It's just shocking that we got to this point, Aaron, no Dodgers, no Braves. Yeah, I, I'm i in the camp of fans who like it. I think it's fun in you have a great regular season. Guess what? You need to be built for the postseason. Your stars need to show up in the postseason. And for the Phillies, that's what we saw. Bryce Harper stepped up. We finally saw Trey Turner stepping up. Nick Castellanos. Where were the brave stars? You know, so I'm not going to. That's their fault. You got to step up in big time moments. So I like it. I think it's fun. I think I wouldn't have as much of a problem with it if, say, either the Dodgers or the Braves made it to the NLCS. Then at least you can kind of explain away why the other juggernaut didn't make it. But the fact that both didn't, granted it is small sample size theater, but at the same time, it does seem like when you have enough folks coming out and saying, okay, this layoff has messed with the timing of hitters – there may be something to that. At least it's something that should be mm-hmm. looked into. Now, I'm not saying that we should necessarily change our postseason landscape right here, right now. I think that's t- too much of a reaction. But I do think, though, that it's something that should be looked into. Uh, you know, I know it's something that we cited with fan graphs a couple of days ago where they looked into this stuff and it was like, all right, well, there may not be something to it. And that may be the ultimate conclusion. And I will accept the results of any kind of study. But at the same time, It is interesting that the only team that, you know, were part of those juggernauts that made it to the LCS were the Houston Astros. They are favorites against the Rangers, and rightfully so, but it is still interesting that all these great teams that accomplished so much in the regular season are then forced to play in these five-game, you know, division series. And granted, it's been five games for a long time now. But the fact that there's such a long layoff and then such a small sample size that could impact how the entire year is viewed, it, it, it is strange to me. It, you know, I'll, I'll say that much. And now we get to an ALCS beginning Sunday with the Astros as minus 140 favorites. NLCS begins Monday with the Phillies as minus 175 favorites. Uh, Joe, kind of any immediate uh, thoughts as far as advancing to this next round of the postseason? Yeah, I, I just wanted to add on to that. I, in the instance yeah. of what happened in the National League, I think it happened for different reasons. Like the Dodgers was the pitching problem, which we talked about going into the series. And Atlanta was more so the lineup, which nobody saw coming, right? And then the, the other angle with this current setup is that nobody dealt with a game three. So there was no wildcard team that it's advancing that had to push the rotation with three different starters and then go into the next round. Like that, that's why it, it's viewed as being so bad with the wildcard. Oh, and you got to use three guys likely, and then you got to turn around and get right back in against the really, really good teams. So 
Yeah, the National League versus American League story is quite different because I don't think anybody said, okay, the Orioles won 100 games, they're going to win the World Series. There were some people that were hopeful, it would have been a cool story. But yeah, I mean, what happened in the different leagues, very different stories. Um, gut reaction, <laughs> anything can happen. Any of these four <laughs> teams can obviously win. It does feel like something special is happening in Philadelphia, though. I, I mean, I did not see this coming with this team and I was high in the Phillies and we know that they have all the components you need to win a championship, but still there was something about them that I was holding back. And maybe it was too much of what well, last year's run. It's so difficult to do it and back to back and have those two long seasons. Uh, but they're finding a way they're hitting bombs and that's all they need. Whether it's Castellanos, we heard in the open Harper's been on a tear, a guy that you don't want to mess with and Trey Turner, this is the part that nobody was expecting that, oh, yeah, remember the big move in the offseason, Trey Turner, who stunk it up the entire regular season? Now he's the guy that you brought in here, and you see the difference that he's made. And mm -hmm. I, I guess I have to buy into it. Like the WIP producer that decided, let's cheer this guy on, that got the word out there, Jack Fritz, like it, it, ever since that moment, it's completely flipped for Trey Turner. And Trey Turner and Bryce Harper have been here before. They've got that experience on a big stage like this. I guess for me, it's just, it's the postseason. And I think it's just so impressive, like you said, what the Phillies are doing. They're fun to watch. There's something magical going on with them. And their stars, the guys you pay a lot of money, are stepping up when they need it most. And some of these other teams, like the Dodgers and Braves, their stars did not show up in the postseason, and I think they do deserve some blame for that. Phillies do things so differently. I mean, they pretty much jettison the idea of defense in general, and yet here they are once again in the NLCS taking on the Diamondbacks. Meanwhile, we have a Lone Star series in the ALCS. Both should be quite exciting. Let's move on now to Thursday night football as the Chiefs take care of business against the Denver Broncos 19-8. Not necessarily a surprise that the Chiefs covered the number of minus 10 and a half. Not necessarily a surprise that Travis Kelsey had nine receptions for 124 yards. But maybe to me, Joe, what is the biggest surprise is that this Chiefs defense showed up. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Denver's a disaster. It's like, do you, do you take away, you look at the Broncos and talk about them being the disaster? Do you want to give credit to the Chiefs, I don't know. I have a lot of questions about the Chiefs' offense right now and how Pat Mahomes looks and how much Matt Nagy is involved. I don't care what anybody says. If you look at the play calling this year versus what we've seen in the last couple of years, the Matt Nagy stink is real, and you could say that it's Andy Reid calling the plays. Uh, we almost had more turnovers and thanks to this couple penalties uh, from Patrick Mahomes. They scored one touchdown. I mean, that was a lead to me. Yes, they won. Yes, they covered. It's now 16 straight games. They were supposed to win in dominant fashion. And even though the Broncos had less than 200 yards last night, they were in cover territory with five minutes to go, which is just crazy, crazy. That That's not supposed to happen. Uh, I know it touched 11 at some spots. The closing number is 10 and a half. It was 10 and a half at most spots. But that was uh, that was dicey if you were holding on to a Chiefs ticket. You just got through that. I could not have been more wrong about Sean Payton. 
And I don't know if he's tanking intentionally, if he's got eyes on Caleb Williams or another quarterback, but that is a disaster. And after signing Sean Payton, after spending all that money on him and all the assets you traded away for Russ, you have to have the conversation again about them starting over again. And I know it's not going to be that easy. They're going to have to wait around a couple of years, but what a mess that is. What a mess. 3.2 yards per pass for Russ in that game. So my, my big takeaway was actually questions about the chiefs offense and um, 19 points against the worst defense in football short week or not. Uh, that's, that's not what they wanted in that one. They, they wanted a better uh, production, especially at Arrowhead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, my biggest takeaway is one on the Chiefs side, like they're just finding ways to win and it's not always pretty. And it's crazy because watching that game, it was just kind of like, oh man, felt kind of slow, a little boring. But Pat Mahomes still had over 300 yards. Travis Kelsey, he's hobbling around. He had, what, nine catches for over 100 yards. It's crazy if you look at the stats. It didn't feel like that type of game. And then on the flip side, when is the fire sale happening? What a disaster it is in Denver. I mean, Halloween is the trade deadline. They got to get rid of everybody. It's so bad over there. And all that stuff you give you give up to get Russ to, to bring in Sean Payton and nothing is working. It does kind of feel like they're tanking. But, I mean, we've seen what the Eagles went paid Wentz a lot. At some point, you're going to have to take a look at We've got to turn the page on Russell Wilson. Oof, man. That's the problem, though, is that, like, some of it isn't on Russell Wilson. Like, there have been games where he's actually yeah. performed well, but in a mm-hmm. contest like this, I do think that we need to put the Chiefs' defense on a bit of a pedestal here. Russell Wilson mm-hmm. never targeted Legereus Sneed. Good on him. You know, it's a great sign of respect uh, that, you know, Sneed is able to, to have – good quarterbacks not target in his direction and this is you know granted with you know receivers who he mostly is comfortable with I believe for Russell Wilson so that means something but it's that other side of the ball that is the abject failure here Travis Kelsey got seven of his nine receptions on hitch routes this offense for the Chiefs was very predictable and Kelsey was still able to get his. Now, part of the problem was that they had some trouble in the red zone and some trouble in third down situations. But as yeah. far as early down stuff, Joe, I felt like the Chiefs were just fine. I felt like they were just fine. So I think, you know, some of this may just be, okay, bad circumstances, whatever. But Kadarius Tony did get a touchdown. We were worried about what he would look like, especially after the season opener. But I think ultimately, I probably am a little bit more bullish about this Chiefs offense But the fact that the defense took a step forward, that to me suggests that we can start to think about Casey once again as one of those top tier teams. Really? Okay. I'm 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're never going to leave that list with the players that they have, mm-hmm. the high-level talent that they have. I, I don't think they're ever going to leave that list. But I just do have questions, and what we talk about on a week-to-week basis and them covering the point spread when they're laying double digits, even though they did cover last night just barely, I'm probably, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to probably look at the other side. The Broncos did nothing, nothing all game. And, you know, I get your point that you're saying it's because of the Chiefs' defense. I don't know that I'd completely buy into that red zone issues one for five uh that that was clear last night and boy yes he racked up yards but there was again i've seen this in a few games now these some of these mahomes throws and i'm not saying he's uh, you know below elite but i'm like oh man that does not look like the mahomes that we've seen over the past few years yeah, I'm with you. I do think Ed brings up a good point about the the Kansas City defense. Maybe they are the, the unit that's shining here, but I don't know how much it means you hold the Broncos scoreless late into the fourth quarter. It's still the Broncos. I mean, they're the, one of the worst teams in the NFL. It's the worst. No, that they are, and that defense is just atrocious uh, at it's that awful. point. Uh, But I mean, you also had that fourth down call where they were attempting a field goal turned out to be a fake and they didn't convert, you know, weird things like that happen in a game like this. You know, that's three points, maybe seven points just taken off the board right there. So if like, say the Chiefs won 26 to eight, maybe this conversation wouldn't be happening. We would still be as bullish with the Chiefs as we always have been. So, I mean, these margins are small. Uh, You know, what's funny is that uh, the Niners Browns, that's now at nine and a half with a total of 36. There's a lot mm-hmm. of thoughts I have as far as that game that we will get into, as well as the rest of the slate when it comes to week six. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Our week six preview will start right after the break here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.